your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we can buy shit we don't need. Ideas are beautiful. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In today's episode, I sit down with Shauna Kaminsky. Shauna's a top three finisher in the National Canadian Bodybuilding Championships. She's a two-time overall winner of the Toughest Calgarian Alive, a one-day, eight-event contest involving bench press, pull-ups, shot put, a 100-meter sprint, a 100-meter swim, an obstacle course, a 5K run, and a rope climb. I get tired just saying all of that. She's also a world-class athlete in swimming and freestyle skiing. Shauna is 53 years old. She has less than 20% body fat, and she can do over 50 pull-ups in less than five minutes. Shauna is the founder of MyBikiniBody.com and she has cracked the code to helping women defy aging and achieving the lean, defined, attractive look without the bulky muscle that most women want to avoid. In today's episode, we talk about what Shauna's eating on a daily basis to maximize lean muscle while burning fat, her favorite workouts, what she's doing to increase neuroplasticity and reverse the aging process in her brain, her favorite new training techniques that have reinvigorated her regimen, her top three tips for managing stress that she does every week to help her feel more cool, calm, and collected, how she hacks her sleep, and much, much more. So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Shauna Kaminsky. Hey everyone, I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. Shauna, welcome to the show. It is great to be here. <laughs> Tell me how you got into all this. Um, well, I have kind of always been into the fitness. Uh, I was always pretty active as a, as a kid. I uh, took kinesiology and education in school. So I became a teacher and just uh, I taught in the classroom. I taught in the gym and I just loved, um, you know, sharing fitness type stuff. At first it was like with kids and then um, my neighbors actually really encouraged me to get into training. So I started a small group training studio, went into a fitness boot camp, realized I couldn't help enough people. So I went online and the rest is history. And for the people listening that can't see you, where, where are you now? How young are you? What's your body fat percentage that you that you typically walk around at? How many pull-ups can you do? You've got some impressive statistics. Oh, man. <laughs> um, well, I'm in Calgary, Alberta, and um, currently I'm 53. And a lot of people are, you know, they, they wonder, is it okay to say how old you are? And I say absolutely because I actually fit into my high school clothes. I'm probably fairly muscular. I would say I'm under 20% body fat. I I would say I never feel deprived when I'm eating because I, I feel like my nutrition is fairly dialed in, but I can talk about how to dial in your nutrition without feeling deprived. Um, how many pull-ups can I do? Uh, well, I think when I turned 50, I did 50 
uh, under five minutes. And I think I, st I probably can do much more than that even now, which is super fun because um, I really want to want to kind of dispel the rumors that, you know, as we age, we should just go sit on the couch. 50 pull-ups in under five minutes. Oh, yeah, easily. Were you always able to do a pull-up? Um, I don't know if I actually tried. Then once I started trying, then I could. I was a competitive swimmer since I was six, and then I swam competitively through varsity, like through university. So I was always pretty active. Um, so I, I'm not a genetic freak, though. Like, I work really hard. Uh, at things. So I don't want people to be like, ah, she was just born to the right parents. That's totally not true because it's just like everybody can change their physicality with just small little tweaks every day. It's, it's nothing big that makes, uh, things, you know, that makes the best athletes or the smartest people. It's just small decisions all the time. So in terms of pull-ups, um, you know, I just I just kept trying at them, and anyone can do a pull up. Anyone for for a woman that's listening, maybe she's four in her forties, fifties, sixties. She's never been able to do a pull up. Where do you even start? Uh, you you start with a, an assisted hang, right? Because a lot of people can't they they can't hang from a bar, and so just holding your body weight, your grip strength, like you just have to. I taught elementary school, and so I think that's been a real benefit to me to be able to deconstruct an exercise so that you, you just break it down to the very basics. So, you know, even just hanging from a bar is really important. And then working on the eccentric contraction, because a lot of people think that it's the pulling up that's the hard part. Well, yes, it is, but that's not the strengthening part. The strengthening part is actually the lowering down. So, I mean, once you can hang from a bar with your feet, say, on a, on a stool, then maybe one foot on a stool, then no feet on a stool, then you can step up to the bar and then assist yourself in lowering down so that, that you get super sore from that and you can't do a ton of reps with that. You have to be super careful because you will get um, sore and tired. But that's a real great strengthening move. And then there's all kinds of other things that you can do. Um, you know, with, with weights like inverted rows and dumbbell rows and all kinds of other strengthening moves. But it's that eccentric contraction um, that really is strengthening. Right. And is that something that you can practice every day at the beginning? Um, I would say so. Like, especially the assisted hang, all body weight movements. And a pull-up really is your body weight. And so it's realistic that you could do it every day. And in fact, you should, like I'm a big believer in doing something every day, even if it's just, you know, active recovery. Uh, and that's just like one of those small things that you do every day just to maintain your health and wellness and energy. What have you eaten so far today? <laughs> what have I eaten? Uh, well, I went into my fitness boot camp this morning. And so I, I got up at six uh, and I had... Greek yogurt and chia seeds and blueberries. And then when I got home, I'm having a cup of coffee now because I'm going to go train after I talk with you. And I had a shake with spinach, coconut milk, matcha tea, more blueberries because that's what I have in the house, um, BioTrust protein, glutamine, creatine. What else? 
I think that was it. Oh, and a little bit of psyllium, psyllium husks. So that's kind of a, oh, and I had a handful of nuts because I'm doing some Olympic lifting and I find that I really get lightheaded and I just don't want to pass out <laughs> when I'm lifting heavier weights. So you find when you're doing the Olympic lifts, keeping your, um, your, your calorie density up has a tendency to help? Yeah, yeah, because I've noticed I've gone before with just the, you know, just that, and it's like, oh, I just get lightheaded. So I need to have a little bit more calories before I go. But it's kind of a fine line between, for me when I train, is having enough so I have good blood sugar and not enough that I'm going to throw up. So it's that healthy balance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it probably depends on the type of training you're doing, whether it's like you're out running sprints in 400 meters or doing Olympic lifts. Yeah, but I, for me, it's always the same. And I, I tell my clients that, too, is you have to find the happy spot for you. Like some people can eat before, some people can't. You have to find that balance. Yeah. Do you do you ever train fasted? I do, yeah. And if I'm not, if I'm doing more body weight training and not heavier training, then I can do that. In fact, I usually train at 6 in the morning. And with that, um, I often will go with just – a coffee because I really enjoy I really enjoy coffee, but I only have coffee before I train because there's that ergogenic effect, um, and then a little boost, um, and then I'll just have like Organifi greens and BioTrust. I'll just have like a light shake with just water. Um, that's usually what I train with when I train at six in the morning. But now it's going to be um, more noon. My Saturdays are a noon Olympic lifting, and so I need to have more in my belly. Yeah, um, it's funny you mentioned Organifi. I was just talking with Drew Canoli two days ago, and uh, and cool. he, was, he was giving me the business because I haven't tried it yet. So I'm going to have to get myself some Organifi. You, I take it you like it. I actually I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I have it every day. I don't put it in my shake because I have like my morning shake because I have spinach and other good stuff. But always like weekdays, I have it every morning before I train. Did so you, yeah, I like you it. Any differences when you started taking it? Like more energy. Um, I feel like if I just had the protein, I, I peter out a little bit more, yeah. but I feel like Ganify helps to, yeah, energize me. Yeah, yeah. I do like that. And how long have you used creatine? Because that's something that scares a lot of women. And I, I want to get your take on how women should train differently from men or should they train differently at all? And, um, and some of these myths and misconceptions about how training heavy builds muscle and makes women bulky. Yeah. Well, you know what? Some women might be like, Oh, that's not for me at all. You know, because they'd be like, what the heck's creatine? I have some people say thinking that that's like a steroid. It's just like an over the counter product. Right. And I mean, I'm just really interested in, in, um, maintaining my muscle. Um, I lift, I lift a lot of weight considering I'm about 125 pounds and 53. And I mean, it's not like I'm an Olympian or anything, but you know, my, my weight to age to what I lift ratio is probably fairly high. And I am not, this is, you can't see me, but if you look me up online, I'm, I'm not a behemoth. I'm not a big person. I don't look like a man. And if it was only so easy to gain muscle, and so I just feel like any, any help that I can get, and that's, it's totally healthy, it's, you know, it's not going to mess with my kidneys or shut anything down or mess with my hormones, um, I, I really want to maintain my muscle. And I really encourage women to maintain their muscle 
or gain any muscle they can because muscle is metabolically active and muscle is what keeps you sexy. A lot of women don't want to touch a, mu- a, a weight of any sort because they want to get they don't want to get too muscular when they might just diet or do long slow cardio in which case if they are successful they'll just look like skinnier versions of their former fat self. Not what we're going for. Not the body of your dreams. Most women just by doing bodyweight training, push-ups, squats, you know, assisted pull-ups, all kinds of stuff like that will get the body of their dreams or a, a closer version of it. Yeah, and and with creatine, I mean there's so much emerging research that it's even beneficial in people with like multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, some of these mitochondrial dysfunction diseases. My dad has you were talking about um, not being, you know, genetically given the, the silver spoon, and, and I'm the same way. My father has Parkinson's. My my mom is obese, and um, yeah. and it a lot of this stuff we're in control of, um, but there are things that can help. And creatine for almost anybody is one of them, especially if you have healthy kidney function. You drink plenty of water. You're smart about. You know, this was like 20 years ago, but when creatine was a problem, it was like these high school kids that were doing two-a-day football practices, not drinking any water, slamming way too much creatine, and then they would have slight kidney issues. But it's not people that are staying hydrated, eating intelligently, training wisely uh, like you are. What's what's your training split like now? What's a week look like for Shauna Kaminsky? I have a dirty little secret that I don't tell any of my like offline clients because I run a fit body bootcamp, which I absolutely love. Um, you know, metabolic resistance training in my, in my bootcamp and it is just great like body weight training with, you know, some toys like ropes and smash balls and wall balls and light dumbbells and whatnot. And prior to January, I was doing like just straight like metabolic resistance training like boot camp style that I wouldn't do a boot camp but on my own and then just regular weight training like almost a bodybuilding style split but my daughter um, is a CrossFit coach and I went to she's in Australia right now and uh, my son and I went and trained with her we went to Australia for a little while and I went and we went to her gym and I absolutely fell in love with CrossFit so I'm doing CrossFit now. Awesome. Which, yeah, which is kind of like not not a lot of people know, so that's kind of like secret for you and whoever's listening. <laughs> but I know CrossFit gets a very bad rap uh, just because, you know, all the, the fail videos and whatnot hit, you know, go viral. But I have awesome coaching, and I've, what I've really loved about it is that um, whether you're going to a box or you're doing CrossFit-style training on your own, uh, like there's lots of uh, um, online programs like Robbie Blanchard, a good friend of mine, has fantastic uh, online programs that you, know, you can learn how to do double-unders and you know, RX your rowing and learn muscle-ups and pull-ups. He's got tons of stuff that you can, so you can be doing this style training at home as well. Um, but what I like about it is that, like, I'm in my 50s and I'm learning Olympic lifting. You know, like, you just never say never. And, like, a lot of people would think, oh, well, you're going to get hurt doing that. It's like, nope, because you just listen to your body and you scale it. If you if you can't do a muscle-up, um, do a pull-up. If you can't do a pull-up, do an assisted pull-up. If you can't do an assisted pull-up, do a ring row. Like, everything is scalable. Like you can't, like you can do in any anywhere else. So it's a great way to challenge yourself because that that's the key to just 
like never being bored and always increasing your your fitness level or you know always being excited about something is just finding a new challenge I, I completely agree and you touched on some great stuff there I, I feel like when people say there's here's what's wrong with CrossFit it's almost like taking someone who's an everyday driver and then you throw them on the racetrack behind a car that goes 200 miles an hour and then they crash and they're like that's what's wrong with race car mm-hmm. driving. No, you weren't trained as a race car driver. You weren't ready to get in a race car. We have people that exactly. don't know how to engage their TVA, their transverse abdominis. They don't know how to breathe properly. They don't know proper biomechanics. And then they go into complex Olympic lifts and hurt themselves. That's not a problem with CrossFit. That's a problem with no. lack of preparation. And, and the coaching, exactly. Honestly, common sense is just not that common. So if if you've ne- if Mrs. Jones has never like lifted a bar, like you wouldn't go and do yeah complexes. You wouldn't go do snatches and cleans and jerks. Like you've got to start, you know, walking, crawling before you walk or run. And so for me, it's just a it's just a fun challenge. And I mean, um, my daughter now is like a big time Olympic lifter. Well, I think she is. And I mean, she's in Australia and she's ranked in the top two I think in her weight class Whoa. and so so I'm just I'm really just excited to do kind of some stuff that she's doing so yeah. and my son and I usually Olympic lift on on Saturdays together so it's just kind of fun to do with your kids that's great that's a that's a fun activity to do together too and it's cool that you guys have that in common um, you touched on something else before we go into some of your your favorite hacks for improving just overall quality of life and energy and health um, you mentioned learning something new with this Olympic lifting, and, and I think that's important for keeping our brains young and, and um, neurogenesis and, and neuroplasticity. Um, and so often we stop learning, whether it's after college or after high school, and we just we, we start relying on patterns and, and um, because yeah. it's easy and we don't have to think. Drew Canoli was talking about how he started learning the guitar, and he noticed just way more creativity like it was like the right side of his brain was lighting up and it was translating to everything else in his life. What are some other things that you've done or what are some other ways that you challenge yourself where even as we're getting older, you're trying to learn new things like, like, like this uh, Olympic lifting example. Well, I mean, I was a teacher for 20 years and you know, a lot of my colleagues, wonderful people, but like, for example, I, I, I love teaching to, you know, really pursue fitness more full time with a, my studio and offline uh, fitness boot camp and then going online. And I remember after about two years, I went back to a retirement party and the teachers um, there were like, you got out. Like, you know, you got out of teaching like you made it. And I'm like, there are no locks on the doors here. And so that was probably when I was like um, 47, I think. And, you know, people just, lots of those teachers were past their expiry date, but they would never believe in reinventing themselves. So it's like, you should always be kind of on the edge of like, just throwing up in your mouth. Like, like every day is a little nerve wracking for me because, you know, I'm just stepping off the cliff just a little bit of, you know, um, doing new things like this online business. I mean, who starts an online business, you know, when they're close to 50. Now I have like almost like 50,000 buyers and people that I get to talk to every day in my emails because 
I'm really passionate about helping people. But do you think I knew any of that technology? How, how was I going to do that? Like, so I joined a mastermind. I surrounded myself with people that I was terrified to go into that room because I didn't know anything. You just do it because, you know, it keeps you young. It keeps you excited. Like I jump out of bed in the morning to open my laptop and, you know, do this business of, um, you know, this online stuff. And then I go to my fitness boot camp and I love my offline clients because I get to change their life too. But none of that exciting stuff would have happened if I just stayed in school. I loved helping the kids, but I felt like I wasn't giving them my best and they deserve more than me. So it's like I'm time to move on. So it's a matter of reinventing yourself and being interested and interesting. That's great. And was that uh, Craig and Bedros' mastermind that you were referring to? Yeah. 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 It's um, great. Yeah. I mean, and there's so much powerful stuff there. Like you, you took a step. You not only got uncomfortable, so you were probably like, how the heck am I going to do this online stuff? I have no idea. But you took a leap of faith. You aligned yourself with people that had already had the success that you wanted to have. And, yeah. And sometimes I think we feel like if we're in a small town or whatever that – you know, oh, I can't surround myself with successful people because there aren't any here. But you can get coaching. You can join a yeah. mastermind. You can buy books. You can listen to courses. Yeah. And um, and that's awesome. What It sounds like you are a proponent of getting uncomfortable. I am. Like, like feeling like you're going to yeah. throw up in your mouth. <laughs> Some people would be yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I want to feel that. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's when you feel most alive. And like you don't grow when things are easy. You grow and become a better person when, you know, when you're challenged, when you go through some hard times, when when you struggle. You know, it's like my life isn't all I don't want my life to be about drama, but I do want my life to be like, okay, just pushing the boundaries a little bit because I can help more people when I'm a better person myself, when I learn and, you know, then I can pay it forward and pass it down. And so I mean, I, I have opportunity to help a lot of people now, but I never would have if I didn't kind of just daily try and jump off the cliff myself into this uncomfortableness of learning new stuff. What are, what are some principles or rules that you live by that other people might think are crazy? I have the most unsexy, boring life that maybe people think are just, I don't know if they think there would be crazy so much as just boring, but I feel that it's the way that I feel energized and can allow me to get a lot done. And that's just things like going to bed pretty much at the same time and getting up pretty much at the same time every day, What's drinking lots of water. Um, typically, I'll go to bed. I'll find myself in bed to read at about quarter to 10, 10 o'clock. And I'm always up by quarter to five, five o'clock on the weekends. I might like go to town and stay up till 11 and get up at six. Exactly. If I travel and I stay up late, I tend to get up early. I tend like my body wakes up at the same time anyway. So I might be a little tired for a day, but then I just get back right into my schedule. So that is one of the probably most unsexy uh, rules that I live by, but that is so, uh, so helpful to me. And I've actually always been someone to protect my sleep because when I was a kid, I, I, you know, had morning practice at five 30 in the morning. So, you know, even when I was 10, 12, 15, I was going to bed at eight thirty, nine o'clock because I knew I, 
I know I can function best when I'm rested. I know I cannot cope with life when I'm not rested. I make bad decisions. I get emotional. I can just stay on top of things when I'm well rested. So I think we could all do with more sleep. And even as a fat loss and fat burning rule is that people don't understand that the easiest way to lose weight is to be rested. Because when we're stressed, our cortisol levels go through the roof and cortisol is that hormone that keeps your belly fat. Yeah, yeah, uh, spot on. And, and I'd also heard time and time again that like one hour of sleep before midnight is worth two hours after midnight. Yes, yes. And it's like my mom always said that. And, you know, your mother and your parents or grandparents, their rules of like eating more vegetables, the hour before midnight is better than the hour, two hours after. Like those non-sexy things that your parents told you, guess what? They're Right, right. It, you were you were kind of going into some of the things that are part of your routine for optimal performance. So you mentioned sleep, and then you were touching on water. Um, continue with that, please, if you will. Uh, just yeah, just like the not. I don't believe in a magic pill for fat loss. I believe in like small habits, small changes. I tell my clients, you don't have to think that you know I can never have Miss Vicky's ever again. You know, but it's like maybe just not this snack, maybe not this meal. Like just make a good choice every snack, every meal. With veg, have a veg, I, a goal for me is to have a vegetable at every meal, um, which you know sounds kind of hard, but like really, you could put spinach in your omelets, you can put spinach or you know um, kale in your smoothie. Just add a vegetable and a different vegetable several you know throughout the day. Um, so. Uh, cutting out things like starchy carbs and sugar, uh, just those small decisions, uh, having protein at every meal or snack, even if it's a small amount to stabilize blood sugar. They're not hard things to do once you kind of get in the habit of it. I'm doing this six week transformation at my, uh, um, at my fitness boot camp right now and we're a week in and it was just so like goosebump feeling for me to have, um, her name was Teresa and she talked to me about she'd lost five pounds in the first week and she's feeling more energized and just those small decisions. And I just want people to grab onto them because once you start making those small decisions to sleep more, you know, to watch what you're eating, it's, it's, it's fairly simple. It's not rocket science. You're not feeling deprived, and the feeling of being energized uh, is more rewarding than that piece of cake or whatever you're craving, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's – so, I mean, I don't know. I probably went off on a tangent. No, I mean, I think you're, I think you're spot on, and so, so many times we have a tendency to focus on, like, oh, this cake tastes really good for the five or ten minutes we're eating it. But we don't take into account all the times that we look at ourselves in the mirror and we're upset with what we see looking back, like the pain that that cake causes or when we're tired and fatigued. And it's it's yeah. far more than those five or ten minutes. Yeah, and it's a matter of just connecting the dots. Yeah. Cake, I feel horrible. Cake, I want to go lay on the couch, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever that is, that, that food. But it's not to say that I never have that food either. You know, because if I want that cake, well, I'll I'll make time for it, but maybe I won't eat the whole thing. And, you know, like I, I'm trying to teach my, my transformation clients right now is have one treat meal, you know, every seven, five to seven days because it kind of takes the lid off of feeling deprived. 
Um, it's also self-correcting, which is really awesome. This is the best thing that happens is when they, they, I'll say, just eat what you want for an hour or, you know, between like 60 to 90 minutes. And then they feel terrible, which is fantastic because it's like, then they connect the dots. It's like, you know, I probably was feeling like that before, but didn't know it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best part of of cheat meals. (laughs) Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm the same. It's like if I, it's like, oh, I don't want to eat that again or it might be a long time before. And every now and again, it's like I just need to eat that way to remind myself, oh, this is why I don't want that. Yeah. And that's me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I want to be respectful of your time, so maybe we'll go through some some quick rapid-fire questions. And if you've, if you've touched on any of these and you've already mentioned some of your best hacks for increasing overall quality of life and optimizing performance, then you can just reiterate them because I think we all learn best through repetition. Um, what is your favorite hack um, in the area of nutrition that you would recommend for, for improving overall quality of life, energy, focus, body composition? Uh, for women, I'm going to say eat more protein. Okay. That's the biggest thing. I think women do not eat enough protein, and then they're constantly hungry. Then they tend to have caffeine and carbs, and then they get on this cycle. Mm-hmm. So if we back off on the carbs and caffeine and eat more protein, our energy is more sustainable. That's something that really helped me. Out of curiosity, do you know how much, how many grams of protein you get per day? And, and I'm also interested in how much fiber you get per day, if you know. Um, I know I get probably maybe about 120, 130 grams of protein, but I, I don't know how many, how much fiber. I just haven't counted recently. But you're still you're eating veggies at almost every meal. Yes, yeah, I try and eat veg. I that's a goal is to have a vegetable at every meal. Okay, so you're I mean you're probably up there. Um, movement. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nike. Yeah. I, I mean. Like people ask me, how often do you work out or how much? I don't work out long. I work out often and forever. Like I'm 53, but I don't know. I maybe sat down the day after I gave birth for both kids, but I trained right up until I had my babies. I trained, you know, I started moving right after I had them. You know, if you're sick, you're going to sit down, but otherwise you just, you just can't stop moving. And you know, whether it's just recreationally, but every day you should be doing something. And it's like a part of your routine. Yeah. It's like, do you brush your teeth every day? Yes. You should move every day, even if it's a walk, whether it's a 20 minute workout, you know, you don't have to work out for six hours. I might work out for 30 minutes hard, but you know, I do metabolic resistance training. Like your CrossFit workout tends to be about an hour by the time, time you're there and back, but that's, you know, the actual working part is probably no longer than 20 minutes. Yeah. If, if there's a woman listening right now and she knows she needs to get her butt moving, but she's like intimidated by the gym, she has no idea what to do, what's an ultra simple workout that you would have her get going with to just build that base? Um, like some of my online programs, like My Bikini Belly, is brilliant for that because it's follow-along videos there's a beginner, intermediate, advanced, um, and for the majority of women, especially Mrs. Jones that hasn't moved since junior high, and it's like, oh my god, I'm so scared. You know, it, it's 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 hard to to step into like a gym of any sort. And there's there's so many people that are just fall between the cracks, you know, in that, in that kind of setting. So I would 
I would highly recommend just training at home with, you know, some follow along videos that, that you can, you know, and I'm accessible, you know, online as well. So I have a lot of online coaching clients that, you know, we can coach online. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to have like someone standing right there. And then, um, you've talked about sleep. So last one, stress management. What do you do to manage your stress? Uh, I, I actually walk a lot. I, uh-huh. I, I, you mentioned that I have a Rottweiler. I have a rescue dog, Sev. And yeah, I don't know who rescued whom, but he's been, he's always by my side. He comes to my gym with me. You know, we walk several times a day and I just find that very calming. I also write a lot. So I don't do a lot of personal writing, gratitude journaling, and that really helps me to keep things in perspective. And then sleep. I cannot cope with life without sleep. So I know I need to get, you know, seven to eight hours a night sleep. It's not sexy. It's not a magic bullet. It takes time, but it increases my energy and quality of life and attitude. I feel like I can serve others best that way. Yeah, I I completely agree. And when you're writing, do you use the five minute journal? Do you use the perfect day formula? What's what's your uh, tools and resources there for journaling and gratitude? I have actually been journaling since I was like eight years old. I have stacks of journals and they're just notebooks, pen and paper, 15 minutes in the morning. Like I usually get up, have coffee, journal, go train. That's usually what I do. And it's usually 15 minutes. It's just kind of like a freestyle. And I don't know what started that with me when I was eight. I think I got a diary with a lock when I was eight. And I've read back on some of them. They're hilarious. But it's just a habit that I got into. And it really, it's just something that took. And it's its helped me get to know myself and solve problems. And I know it's helped my writing in all aspects. So, and just my overall attitude. And, and last question, when you're walking, are you, are you intentionally getting outside, getting out in nature? Um, you know, some people, they're, they're doing incline walking on treadmills. No, it's outside. And it yeah. is, I'm in Canada, so it is rain, snow, sleet, or hail, and the odd day of sunshine. So you're so out there I just no matter eat, what? No matter what. I mean, that's the beauty and curse of a dog. You're out no matter what. So, yes, I have a closet full of jackets and boots and you know but I love I love being outside and just the quiet I don't listen to music or books it's just me and my thoughts and I just find it's a great way to reset uh we'll go several times like morning middle of the day you know just to get up and move around get some fresh air clean my head out so I can think freshly again that's uh I, I think that's great advice. And you're you're dead on. It's not always sexy. You know, we're all fascinated by the supplements and the tools and the gadgets and um we try to go there before we even have the foundational stuff in place, which is far more powerful and far more important. Shauna, this has been a ton of fun for, for people listening that have resonated. Um you mentioned my bikini belly. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, who it's for, where people can check it out? Um, that's, that's one of my online programs and that is for women over 35, like the Mrs. Joneses that just is like, um, you know, has maybe this menopause belly or a growing, you know, middle, doesn't know what to do with it, not feeling good in their own skin, follow along videos. If you know, we can, uh, there's a nutrition program and like short little videos called super sculpt, um, that, uh, videos that goes with that as well. So 
really affordable way to work with me. And that's a great start. Um, I'm just, like I was saying, I'm redoing my blog. So I didn't want to give you the URL for that because we're not, nobody would find it yet. So, but that's one way they, anybody could find me. Sure. And if, let's say this is, you know, people are listening to this down the line when you've got the blog up, uh, where can they find that if they want to tune in and check out? I think it's just shaunakaminsky.com. Awesome. Shauna, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, it's been fun. It's, it's great to connect in person, face-to-face. And I think you shared a lot of amazing advice. So mybikinibelly.com, shaunakaminsky.com. And, um, and are you on the, the social media blog spheres? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I Shauna Kaminsky on Facebook, Challenge Worker Codes on Facebook. I have uh, quite a few pages, but just Shauna Kaminsky on Facebook is where I'm at. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Shauna. I appreciate it. I'm glad we were able to connect. And, uh, you bet. Thanks again. This episode is brought to you by the Kangen SD501 Platinum Water Machine. The Kangen water machine produces ionized, alkaline, and acidic waters through a process called electrolysis. And these waters can be used for various purposes, including drinking, cooking, beauty, cleaning, and improving your health and optimizing your energy and focus. Kangen machines are utilized by everyone from Bill Gates to Barack Obama, Demi Moore, Brad Pitt, Beyonce, Tiger Woods, Oprah Winfrey, Angelina Jolie, Julia Roberts, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lopez, Donald Trump, Madonna, Jack Nicholson, Robert Downey Jr. The list goes on and on. And it's one of the secrets to many people's success and energy and overcoming some of the chronic degenerative conditions we face today. I've heard stories of people getting off of dozens of prescription medications simply by drinking this Kangen alkaline water. And the results that I've experienced from my Kangen SD501 Platinum have been profound. We all know that we're supposed to drink more water, right? But the problem is that most of the time when people start to implement that advice, they're drinking the wrong types of water. And this can actually do more harm than good. For example, over 315 different chemicals have been identified in American tap water. And if you're taking the next step and you're trying to perhaps make a wiser decision by drinking bottled water instead, well... The minimum required standard for bottled water is that it just has to be as good as tap water. So you may still be exposed to all of those same chemicals, not to mention the fact that bottled water is photodegradable, meaning if it comes in these plastic water bottles and is exposed to sunlight, which is almost an inevitability, that plastic is going to start breaking down. And even if it's BPA-free plastic, you're still going to be exposed to a number of different plastic-based chemicals that provide unwanted health consequences. So it's very important to intelligently choose the source of our water, and that's one of the reasons that I use the Kangen SD501 Platinum. In a recent interview, Barack Obama's cardiologist, Gerald Bresnahan, who was also cardiologist to President Reagan, Clinton, Bush, the Queen of England, and the Pope, said the following, quote, We have understood the importance of alkalizing diets for decades, but we have been unsuccessful in getting our patients to eat a perfectly alkaline diet because we cannot eat enough alkaline foods to keep our body alkaline. To have something that changes the pH of the body from acid to alkaline based on something we are already doing, that is drinking water, we can get people alkaline very easily. Hundreds of thousands of our patients have seen remarkable results from drinking Kangen medical-grade drinking water. 
We are doing our part to bring this technology to the medical community in the United States because Kangen water is already a medical device in Japan. This is going to be a great thing for everyone and will change the lives of millions of people. And once again, that's Dr. Gerald Bresnahan, cardiologist to the president's. When my clients come in for weekend intensives, I help them hyperhydrate using Kangen 9.5 pH water, and many of them feel an, a benefit almost immediately. It is a bit pricey, but I promise you there is no better investment you can make in your health than ensuring the quality of water you drink is of the highest standard and is effectively going to be able to transport across cellular membranes. So. If you're interested in checking out and learning more about the Kangen water machine, I encourage you to go to www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash Kangen. That's biohackingsecrets.com forward slash K-A-N-G-E-N to learn more about SD501 Platinum and the benefits it can provide to you and your family. This episode is brought to you by PrimalBlueprint.com, which I have shopped at for years. I love a number of their products, and I have two to recommend right off the bat. Number one is perhaps the condiment I recommend most often to new clients, and that is their Primal Kitchen Mayo. It's made with avocado oil and cage-free organic eggs. Best of all, it's free from soy and canola oil, which are usually genetically modified and sprayed with nasty herbicides like glyphosate. It's one of the few things I used to really miss when keeping my nutrition dialed in, and now I don't have to anymore. It's amazing. You will thank me. Primal Kitchen Mayo. The second is their dark chocolate almond bars made with grass-fed collagen, Turkish almonds, and pumpkin seeds. These are delicious and addicting. I'm a closet fat kid, so I usually buy them when I'm in a position to consume the entire 12-bar box in a matter of days, which is usually how things unfold. The collagen in these bars has been shown to reduce joint pain, improve sleep quality, support skin, hair, and nail growth, and enhance digestion. Many female clients report a more youthful appearance and fewer wrinkles. I love them, and I think you will too. So all you need to do to give them a try is go to primalblueprint.com. That's P-R-I-M-A-L-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T.com. And you can choose one of those two products, Primal Kitchen Mayo, Dark Chocolate Almond Bars, or more than a dozen other products, and Biohacking Secrets approved books, products, and recipes. It's that easy. Go to primalblueprint.com and grab some delicious, healthy food. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Millennial Health Systems. Millennial Health Systems engineers innovative and practical light hacking tools for enhancing energy, detoxification, boosting immune function, improving focus, accelerating recovery, and much, much more. They are the brains behind two of my favorite light biohacks, and I've been using them for a long time now myself and with my one-on-one clients, the Theralumin and the Spectrumite. The Spectrumite utilizes frequency and color combinations delivered through 40 high-powered LEDs to increase mitochondrial function, the energy powerhouses in our cells that produce ATP, boost nitric oxide production, and encourage a state of relaxed focus. It's based on NASA research, which found this type of low-level laser therapy, abbreviated LLLT, greatly enhanced the natural wound healing process and more quickly returned patients to a pre-injury and pre-illness level of activity. It's a one-stop shop for all of your light hacking needs. I use both the Spectrumite and the Theralumin every week and consider the Theralumin a cornerstone of the programs I put together to help some of my clients recover 
recover from chronic fatigue and other conditions with infectious causation like Lyme disease. The Spectrumite is controlled via Wi-Fi using a smartphone application that's intuitive and easy to use. And the Theralumin has literally two buttons, on and off. It's very simple. You can check out both products at MillennialHealthSystems.com. That's MillennialHealthSystems.com. Two L's and two N's in Millennial. And right now, my listeners, you guys, will get $100 off the Theralumin and $50 off the Spectrumite. Just mention the special code BIOHACKS, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S, to get that discount.